The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflection. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they amuse me, they amuse Captain Chris, they amuse many people in the audience good enough. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, all you have to do is listen to anybody talk about anything that's going on anywhere, and you know that's true. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use if we decide we're going to push deeper into our relationship with the Lord. But some will go, wow, that sounds great, and then just keep going. That's sad. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? That is a great, great question. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Living this life, not always easy. Welcome. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we just don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, that process, that thingy. If you have an opinion a comment, a thought, or a question, perhaps a praise report, or a prayer request. We don't want you to let it die of loneliness. You'll have an opportunity for Bible trivia, but not quite yet. Here's the bottom line. All you got to do is give us a call at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, it will be Captain Chris who will answer the phone, and you will be sailing in the right direction. And then also you can text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to our website. little bit of sad news I'm going to announce. Kind of like not wanting to announce it, but I got to announce it. The Apple app is in suspension because they have yet to figure out uh, to approve us as a nonprofit corporation, and we won't let them do anything until they do that. So I'm uh, just telling you that. So therefore, the Spoonanity app is going to be kind of put on hold until we can get that all figured out. 
In the meantime, if you go to the new, wait, let me re, let me state that differently. The revised website, like I said that, the revised website, you go there, you check it out, places to give, different things to learn. We encourage you to enjoy it. There are apps on there. We're just on the hold for the Apple, so everybody relax. The bottom line is go to hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase dot org, he must increase dot org. Email David at he must increase dot org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, here we go. We have somebody already calling in, one of our faves, I believe, one of our ambassadors. This is David. Who am I talking to? It's a gold Hi, record. <laughs> it's a gold record. I'm telling you. <laughs> that is fabulous. Thank you, ladies. That is so awesome of you. We love you. Oh, we love you guys so much. You're so gracious to us, and we so appreciate it. And that was a wonderful serenade, and we will make sure that gets clipped and put in the rotation because that that's a gold record. I mean, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Yeah, you, you, I wrote the song. Yeah. Wrote the song. <laughs> we're giving you credit. That's what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to hang on to every word of the show. Thank you for everything, David. We love you and bless you. As well, as well back to you guys. Thank you so much. God bless. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. It is true. It is uh, my birthday. I've not made uh, as big a deal of it as uh, I plan to with my family when some of them forget and I make them feel guilty. <laughs> See, that's Jewish. You just, guys, you just don't understand. You lay low, right? You keep it low, right? They forget. Then somebody reminds them, like moi, and then you get to play on that for an entire year. You know you forgot my birthday. You know you forgot my birthday. That's how you do it, folks. I'm just, I'm just telling you how to do it. All right. Uh, so that was wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, I will also acknowledge that Eric sent me a text early this morning. No, I mean early this morning. Okay. Eric, it was early this morning. You want to hear something absolutely hilarious? At the exact same time, not telling you the time, but at the exact same time, the same minute, Noelle sent a text because she was uh, taking a bath because she was trying to you know, feel a little bit. And it was just like, how bizarre is that? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It's sleeping for both of them. So it doesn't really, <laughs> we're not going too far down that road. We'll just leave that there. Okay, we got uh, lots to do. I will, I will give everybody big props for praying for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In regards to the paper, in the last 24 hours, I wrote 10 pages, which is a lot to write. And uh, I figured out that when I'm writing papers, that's probably not the best time for the dog to come up and push down my computer on my lap going, what you doing? <laughs> it's like I'm trying to restrain myself. That's what I'm doing. Anyway, uh, so I'm just kind of giving everybody a heads up. And then physically, everybody's doing a bit better, and that's all I want to hear. It's kind of like golf. Just get the ball a little closer to the hole. 
That's it. That's it. That's all we're doing. All right, let's get into our teach. We are in Hebrews. Anything else we got to cover? Eh, I think we got Hebrews. Uh, and I wanted, uh, I want you to know where we're at. We are in chapter. Uh, so what chapter are we in? We're in chapter three, and we are in verse thirteen. And verse thirteen says this. Get this. This is so fantastic, especially just on the heels of yesterday's teaching when we talked about Barnabas, who's called the son of encouragement, right? Listen to this text if you really want to go wowser, wowser. But encourage each other daily. I did write this. Encourage each other daily while it is still called today so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. So listen to this text. Oh, 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 my goodness. I love stuff like this. So we're talking about Barnabas, son of encouragement. What a great gift. Here, the command is for you and me and every one of us to be encouraging one another, to be encouraging each other daily. You know, there's a lot of daily in the scripture. Somebody should write a book daily in the Bible and then just use all the verses. I mean, there's so many wonderful and fantastic verses in there. And here's the bottom line. To encourage each other daily means some kind of contact or interaction or some type of engagement. And it says, while it is still called today. In other words, we got to encourage each other while we can as the Lord's return is coming. And it is imminent. It is coming at some point. People are like, this has to happen. This has to happen. Sure. If the trumpet blows, nobody's going to argue that Jesus has come back. So let's just at least drop that to the ground. Next, let's recognize that between now and then, our job is to lift one another up and encourage one another. And then, and then it does throw this in, and this is a caveat, so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. This is not written to unbelievers. I don't know where the theologians get that stuff. It's written to believers. We're supposed to encourage one another as we can tell that today is today and it's getting closer and closer and there might not be a tomorrow and that none of us should be hardened by sin's deception. That does not mean cast off into eternal damnation by sin's deception. It means you should not be hardened. Sometimes we, though redeemed from our sin, allow sin to have more impact in our lives than we need to. And James chapter 5 verse 16 says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Because sin that we allow in our lives in any capacity creates problems. And one of those problems is a hardening of our heart. That's a problem. And so when you have that going on, it's like, mm, yeah, we don't want that because when your heart gets hard and you don't allow the flow in your life of the spirit, of the word of God, of the fellowship, of the time of faith, when you're not in that grace place and you're in that hardened place, it's because sin has fooled you. Now, as I was reading today in my devotions in, in Romans 7, uh, I, 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 at some point I've got to do this. I, I have to tell you that in many ways the scripture points to sin as an entity, almost a living entity, which is kind of a weird kind of thing to think. But if you ever saw the Star Trek show where the little thing that looked like a bugle, you know what the little bugles, they were little crispy like crackers, but they were in the shape of bugles, right? So uh, they had one of those in the Star Trek, and then everything that got into it, it was consuming energy, and then it kept growing and growing and growing. That's like sin, and it just keeps eating and eating and eating, and then it grows bigger and bigger. 
That's a good example right there. Sin is very deceiving, and it hardens our hearts. We cannot let that happen to us. And one of the ways that we get past that or through that is that we encourage one another and lift up one another and strengthen one another because we are committed to one another, to the gospel, to the mission, to fulfilling the commandment of Jesus, love one another. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. I mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to, people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking, and my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finish my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he, no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know. God is still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So let me just say real quickly so that people don't get too confused, there are apps that are available 
They're on the website, and they are available in the Google Play Store. Okay, and and I think the station used to have an Apple app. I know that Aunt Deb has that one. We're trying to make it so that we can get an Apple app that's specifically for our show. So that's what's going on. But there are apps available there. There's like three different ones right now. There's actually four because there's one in production. Then there'll be another one. There'll be five. And that's because, you know, I got 900 for a dollar. Uh, no, but that's kind of where that comes from, just so you can know. So don't be, uh, you know, don't be too worried about that. And if you have any questions or anything like that, let me know. We have a, one that's got like almost no space on it. So it's like, very, very low. Then I have another one that has a lot of space. So you got to kind of choose between the two. Let's get ready for, by the way, Ginny uh, sent, sent a happy birthday and she said, you don't want me singing. <laughs> that's my gift. No, that's, so anyway, thank every, I want to thank everybody for their uh, wonderful uh, wishes. And I just want to say real quickly, uh, people want to know how old I am. That is how old I am. Okay, here is your uh, first trivia question. What family occasion? What family occasion does the book, The Song of Solomon, celebrate? What family occasion does the book, The Song of Solomon, celebrate? Very, very, very good trivia question. If you think you know the answer, you want to call in 972-445-0770. You want to text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let's get right to our DNA, not overly complex. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which is just what we were talking about in our text. Encourage one another daily. Hello. You want to get encouraged? Draw closer to the Lord every day. That that would be encouraging for you. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, or he will be ashamed of you. Bad call. Don't do that. And then always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you're not looking to be served, but to serve, which means you are not looking for other people to just take care of you. You are looking to be a vehicle and an instrument of God's grace and love to other people. Okay? That's Kind of where that's all at. Okay, got that, got that. Again, the trivia question, pretty straight. I don't. It's pretty straightforward, right? Uh, watch when I knock over a few more things on the desk. Just hold on. Uh, what family occasion does the book, the Song of Sol- the Song of Solomon, celebrate? That's the question. If you think you know, you can reach out to us and uh, let us know what you think as we get ready to get into the next section. I think it's a good question because most people should know that. Um, there is a little bit of a debate in the Song of Solomon. I'll just throw this out where it's like, well, it's all spiritual. It's like, no, it's not. It's like, it's really, it's all spiritual. God didn't have any uh, wherewithal to communicate. Uh, uh, commu- you know, it's like, I won't say it I can't give the answer. But no, it's not all spiritual. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I got into a huge debate. There was like, normally when you get into a debate in, in uh, academics at the graduate level, you get like four or five responses. I think I mentioned this there was like 40, 50. <laughs> I was just like, uh, and I didn't call anybody a loon, so I was really happy. All right, let me get back into this text. So the passage of verse 13, encourage each other daily while it is still called today so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. Here is verse 14. And controversial it is, but it shouldn't be. For we have become participants in Christ if we hold firmly until the end the reality that we had at the start. Now, as you read that and as you hear that, 
you, your, your brain starts to kind of like churn and think, well, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, listen to what it says, and we'll just go through it piece by piece. For we have become participants in Christ Jesus if, there's an if there, if we hold firmly into the end the reality that we had at the start. So then people say, well, how is how is it that people argue about you know perseverance of the saints, uh, and how is it that they have such difficulty? There's people on this side, and there's people on this side. And again, it's such a moot point because it's a fake argument. I know, I know people don't like that, and yes, I know all the big people that wrote about it, but that's not the issue. From God's perspective, eternal security is without question. From man's perspective, because we're not God, there is there is question. But the way that you can know and have assurance is simply this. Remember when you heard John 3.16 and you went, yay, I love it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever should believe in him, whosoever should believeth in him, King James, uh, should not perish but have everlasting life. Remember when you went, yay. Okay, now today, when you hear John 3.16, do you still go, yay. Okay, you're saved. It's like it's not even you're trying to make this complex. Like once saved, always saved. This is, listen, if you believe what you believed when you believed, and you still believe it, then you're it's the same in you had the first minute that you have now. There's no difference. And look at what the text says: For we have become participants in Christ if we hold firmly until the end the reality that we had at the start. Which it's saying, if you believe now like you believed then, and you keep believing that until your trumpet blows or until the trumpet blows, it's all good. The message didn't change. The gospel didn't change. The opportunities didn't change. The faithfulness of God doesn't change. Do you still believe and live your life as though the, the proclamation of the gospel still is important? It's just that simple. It's not even, you know. This is not like going to a baseball game and ordering a hot dog. This is like every day that you get up and breathe, do you recognize, yep, John 3.16 still right there. That's it. The Lord's not asking you to, to build a monument every day. What he's asking you to do is fellowship every day. That's a completely separate issue. We're not talking about that. But what's being asked is that there would be a continuation of the faith that started. Well, that's the exact same thing Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 1, 2, and 3, where he says the gospel saves you and the gospel keeps you. Why? Because the good news that got you in is the good news that keeps you in. And it's only if you abandon the good news. And then people will theologically, well, you know, that goes back to, well, were they really saved? Were they not really saved? Really? That's the problem? Here's the issue. Stay believing. Then there's no issue. It's like a, it's like a straw, what's it, what's it called, like a straw argument, a straw man argument? Straw man argument where there's like, well, this is this, and what about that guy who's on the, you know, the island of whatever that nobody can ever reach, and you know, you know what I say all the time, how much money have you sent him, you know? <laughs> None? Okay, then be quiet, because you don't care. Here's the bottom line in that. The reality is that you believe the exact same way then you believe that now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I believe it more now. And in fact, that is true. I do actually believe John 3.16 more now than I did when I first got saved. 
And you know why that is? Because I've had 43 years of God knocking on my door. Normally, he hits me in the head with a two-by-four. But knocking on my door and then saying, uh, change this, do this, how about this? Hey, this was good. Hey, this wasn't good. And then I hear that, hey, this wasn't good about a thousand times in a row. And then comes back that, hey, this was good. <laughs> that's that's If you need more proof, how about just the simplicity that God disciplines you? He only disciplines those he loves. I know God, he must really love me. That's all I can think. But the idea that it's 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 over all over all these different ways and places like look, God knows who's his and you know if you're saved and you know if you quit believing. Have you quit believing? Then stop stop thinking about it. That's just the enemy trying to distract. Now, for people that believed as Christianity sounded like a good add-on and they didn't do anything with it, that's different. They ain't listening to Christian radio, at least not most of them, right? They're not going to church or they're not, they're not spending time with God or they're not seeking a healing from the, from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Or they're not asking for financial help or they're not pursuing independence upon God. They're not praying for family members to get saved. Those people don't even care. People that aren't disciplined by the Lord could care less. They don't care. And you gotta you gotta un, unravel that. I remember talking to Ron, who's just one just one of the most wonderful people. I just thought about him the other day, and he's he passed away uh about two years ago. But he was a great sales manager at KPRZ in San Diego. And Ron and I became really, really great friends. And we would talk and we would I mean, every day we'd have a five or ten minute theology because he just had questions. And I was like, you know, I never shut up. It wasn't just radio. And so he would say, you know, you know, I'm. All, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure I'm pleasing the Lord. I'm like, Ron. Nobody cares about that. Who's unsaved? Only saved people care. I just want to please the Lord. Should be your ding, ding, ding. That's a good sign. Let it alone. He's like, well, that's a good point. <laughs> and then I'd go in the next day and say the same thing because Ron, it took him <laughs> a few, a few extra times is all I'm trying to say. I wasn't trying to be mean there. Uh, it says he voiced my very first commercial that I ever wrote in radio, and it won uh, best uh, set commercial for San Diego in the radio. He was the voice of God, but we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> Here's the bottom line. You love the Lord. You don't do everything right. There's seasons you go through where you're like, oh, boy, I could have been, been doing a lot better in the Word, in prayer, in fellowship, in a bazillion different ways. I know. I get it. I mean, that I understand that. I think a good example of that is Mark, who abandoned the ministry, didn't know what he was doing, left Paul and Barnabas, but then to come back and then to come back and write a gospel. It's like, there you go. That's how the Lord is. He's not just going to let you walk away. Remember the sheep that goes away? Jesus went after it. That's the story. <laughs> See what I'm saying? He goes, hey, you're not going nowhere, pal. Come back over here little lammy. Okay. Uh, trivia question. I got to answer the trivia question, so here we go. Uh, up, uh, what family occasion does the book The Song of Solomon celebrate marriage? It celebrates marriage. Now, fortunately for us, we didn't have to read 300 different versions since he had 300 wives or, or and 700 concubines or 700 wives and 300 concubines. You guys get that mixed up. You guys will correct me. I'm not worried about it. Here you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God, Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Kela surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what, because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. 